Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. This week on the show, we are going through the Dune Encyclopedia. As you know, usually this on the show, we're discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series chapter by chapter, but this is one of our mini-sodes. So we've got a couple fun entries for you all today. Yes, I think so anyway. And one of them is going to be pretty pertinent to the upcoming movie, I think. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So do you want to... You want to take this one, Megan? Yes. So I will go first. This mm-hmm. week I have selected the surprisingly short entry on Count Hazemir Fenring. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10133 through 10225, which must just mean when he was Count and not like when he was alive because then he'd be a little baby. <laughs> well, I was thinking, does it. <laughs> Oh, no, I, yeah. I can't do math. Don't make me ever do math on this show. Well, like, I know ignore that everything they, I just said. Well, I know that in Dune, in the Duneverse, I think that they do it the same way that we do like BCE yeah. and ACE where it like counts down and then don't. counts up. It's weird. I don't know nothing. Nothing about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, looking... we love a wife guy. We're, we're big fans of the wife guy. We, we love a wife guy and he's a pretty big <laughs> wife guy. Yeah. There's still not, there's no Fenring so far. I have, you know, people have suggested that they're just making mm-hmm. Lady Margot all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. Which on the one hand, love a girl boss. Yeah. But on the other, I, I really do like those two, those two goofy yeah. kids. So have we confirmed that Tim Blake Nelson is not playing Fenring? It just says he's cast in an undisclosed role. Mm-hmm. See, I Which, still think it's who it is. I still think it's who it is because I can't imagine who else it is, unless <sighs> you need a weird little guy to play a weird little guy. Precisely, and that's just science. Who else is he gonna be? Like the the guild navigator? Like, <laughs> I mean, I can see him being like the Ixian guy or whatever that's in shows up in Messiah, but this isn't Messiah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I also want to know what they're going to do for the guild navigators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me be- too. Because if they go in a sort of, like, we've always sort of done the joking kind of Shape of Water, Abe Sapien type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, But it kind of seemed like they, what they were doing with that first movie with the people in the, the smoked out helmets. You know what I mean? Yeah. But those, yeah. were just, those were just people in the guild, because th- they just got to be fancy. I I mean, I was assuming that those were navigators, but... Can uh, you just bring them out? Like that? I'm perfectly happy to be wrong. Because well, they're not I'm... supposed to be that human-looking anymore. No. I mean, we didn't see yeah. what their faces looked like. True. I will say that if they do go in a more, like, Abe Sapien direction, mm-hmm. people are going to want to fuck them. A shape of not water. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna. There's gonna be TikToks galore, <laughs> and I will be posting them all to our Twitter. Yeah, and you know the monster fucking romance community is gonna be out in spades for that one. Yeah, if that's where they choose to go, I'm just. I don't want to tell you. You know, Denis, we know you already listened to this podcast. Yeah, uh, we're still right. waiting on that check. By the way, also a big uh, fan of Ruby Dixon. 
<laughs> huge, huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that would be the only thing that if there were aliens mm-hmm. in the Dune universe. And they were aliens like Ice Planet Barbarian aliens. I think right. Leto would destroy that planet. Probably. <laughs> He'd be like, they're and actually, what? And they're doing what? No. That kind Mm-mm. of... Uh, we'll circle back to that when it's my turn, but it's still your turn. Okay. I keep so, interrupting. Sorry. No. So uh, Count Fenring was born on Kaitan. Mm. And he was raised in the Imperial Court. He was besties with the Emperor. So just, you know, a couple far too old yet young men. Besties, but are they're also cousins, aren't they? Uh, yes. Her, his mother was the sister of, I believe, the pre- previous emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, since they don't have the same name, it's hard to get. Like I, I haven't looked up Shaddam's. Mm-hmm thing uh since they don't have the first the same first name sometimes i'm like is that your dad or was it like your uncle and then, you know, <laughs> like all royal families yeah it's very confusing so he was tested with the gom jabbar when he was 14 yeah uh by reverend mother zoe partherin who sounds like she's a, an influencer of some kind <laughs> yeah i'm zoe partherin <laughs> uh get ready with me <laughs> So she, he passed the, the, the ordeal, but she was like, he's lacking something. There's just something that's not, like, really useful. Yeah. And later she realized that what she thought was an issue with him as, like, a person, like, mentally, was really that he was genetically a eunuch. Yeah. So. So they can't control him through sex in any way, apparently. Or, like, he can't be part of the breeding program. Right. At the very least. But up until then, he was their most promising Kwisatz Haderach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're running a little low. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also enjoy that they do specifically mention that he, when he inherited the title, uh, he still had lots of time to hang out with the emperor, which mm-hmm. really pleased his mom because his mom was a social climber. Yeah. And... You know, society women... He told Shaddam uh, the whole details of an assassination plot against him uh, kind of randomly in 10155 and told him that rather than trying to take action against the plotters, he should bring the scheme to the open in front of the court and then everyone will be like, wow, look at you. You're the best <laughs> almost emperor. This showmanship. Yeah. Very Fenring. Fenring has a very strategic mind. He does. Um, and uh, So I'm going to be like, you know, who else has a very strategic mind? <laughs> Grand Animal Thrawn. Anyway. So <laughs> make Tim Blake Nelson blue. <laughs> so, uh, this was also the first time that the hunter seeker. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. There's no way a blue Tim Blake Nelson is going to do it for you for Grand no. Admiral Thrawn. Oh, absolutely not. Um, I actually don't know. It took a second for that to sink in, and I was like, "Wait a second. So we don't. Megan. This is this has been a big. This is a big point of contention because it is seeming clear that we're going to get a live action Thrawn, but no one there hasn't really been any talk about 
The only specific casting news that there has been was that people, there were a lot of people, especially on, on Tumblr, who were very mm-hmm. big on the idea of Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, but he fully was like, I would not take that part because I don't want to spend that much time uh, yeah. in makeup and stuff. I have kids. so Yeah. <laughs> On the Can't TV show him. Rebels, he was voiced by Lars Mikkelsen, mm. who I think brother is of the, uh, Mads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, probably last seen to most people on uh, the first season of The Witcher. Yeah, uh, I enjoy when he shows up because people who don't know that Mads Mikkelsen has a brother will be like, "Who was that guy that was kind of like Mads Mikkelsen?" <laughs> that would be called Wasn't his brother. He... Yeah. I think he was also on Sherlock at some point. Yes, he was. Yeah. I didn't see those episodes, but I know that he was. Eh. Anyway. You know how I feel about Sherlock. Yeah, anyway. Yes, no, I I did not enjoy Sherlock either. So this was the first time that the the public was made aware of Hunter Seekers. Mm. Only House Carino used to know about them. I don't know when they became super popular amongst the rest of the galaxy. So did Fenring invent them? No. But he, it was one of the many clues that made him suspect that it was actually uh, Shaddam's father who was behind the plot. Because Shaddam wasn't emperor yet. He was still not emperor. And I guess his dad was just like, my son sucks and (laughs) I'll live forever. I don't know. He was just a little Prince William waiting in the wings. Mm Mm-hmm. His name is also Elrud the Ninth. And I don't know why you would name nine people Elrude. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Evan Rude. <laughs> you'll never, you'll never tell me. I don't know. As with a lot of stuff in the Dune Encyclopedia, I don't know. That's, uh, I'd have to check if Frank Herbert specifically named Shaddam's father to be Elrude the Ninth, because he may not have. And this was just added for the encyclopedia. But you'll never tell me that he wasn't desperate for a name and just, like, added an O out of Elrond. <laughs> oh, my God. He's just flipping through together. a book. I'm like, so stupid. He's just flipping, flipping desperately through yeah. Fellowship of the Ring. Like, I don't know. I need a name. Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, it was good. I don't know. Just throw an O in there. Take that in out. Aragorn. <laughs> no. <laughs> Soon wise. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, so he does not, I don't know if he doesn't reveal it to Shaddam, but he keeps it to himself that he suspects it was the emperor. Yeah. And so they just, they end up executing some minor member of the, the house to be like, oh yeah, it was this guy. Yeah, gotta have a whipping boy. Uh, but oh, I'm gonna look this word up. Ah, uh, but, and they say it was an interesting matter of historical coincidence that Elrude was dead, a victim of shamarchy, which is a poison, uh, within another yeah. year. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. Uh, no one, they've never quite ever pinpointed if Fenring was involved in that, but I don't, come on. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's known for being an assassin, so. I don't see uh, how he wasn't. I enjoy that one of the people that did put that theory down in writing was the anonymous author of Pirate History of Carino, <laughs> which I'm assuming is some kind of like probably bad mouthing the royal family with a kind of like, these are your ancestors or something. But I want to believe it's just a romance novel. 
<laughs> just pirates. Pirates right. of Credo. Yeah. It, it That does have a ring to it. Uh, but nobody was willing to risk challenging Fenring because he was apparently an excellent fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, so go him. Who knew? Yeah. Well, I mean, a uh, potential Kwisatz Haderach probably is a pretty good fighter. Yeah, but some of their potential Kwisatz Haderachs really suck. I mean, all, granted, granted. Um, to be fair, let's say they all, all of them. Everyone. <laughs> I mean, even even the actual ones. Even the actual Kwisatz Haderachs. Um, and yes, I am counting Duncan Idaho in this. Yeah, we have to. Surprise. We have to. Surprise, everyone. Duncan Idaho is a Kwisatz Haderach. Um, um, yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Books. <laughs> uh, so when Shtam became emperor... He got a lot of stuff from his cousin. He got yeah. estates, shares in Chome. Uh, but he expected a lot in return. He became known as the Emperor's Errand Boy, but he thought... It, but a lot of people were very uh, pleased with calling him that, thinking like, haha, we've got him, but he actually really liked that name. So, mm-hmm. haha. So, he gets married. In 10-173 to Lady Margot, who I will say, just because her entry is right after this, uh, her maiden name was Mingus. Oh, no. Margot Mingus? Margot Mingus. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so he married Margot Mingus, and she's probably very grateful. Yeah, um, I would want to, I would be, like, A, a he's a eunuch, and yes. B, I could change my name for Mingus? Oh, where do I sign up? Oh, see, he's rich and the emperor's cousin. Yeah, cool. I'm in. Uh, So then he was assigned to be imperial agent on Arrakis, spying on the Harkonnens. Uh, He had a lot of spare time, they say, to hang out with his wife, who taught him a lot of the Bene Gesserit uh, knowledge. Mm -hmm. Partially so that he would be more willing to accept it when she eventually had to reveal that she was expected to have a bunch of kids for uh, preserving (laughs) many Jesuit bloodlines, which obviously he was not going to provide. But since she had taught him all of these things about the Bene Gesserit purpose, he was able to see, you know, the worth of, of her having to do that. Uh, They do. He apparently was super into the Bene Gesserit philosophies. He, at one point, Mm. uh, he used to say that he was more Bene Gesserit than human, no, which can... Margot really liked, and her visiting sisters did not. <laughs> I mean, I can see it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do. They refer to his role in his marriage as a benign cuckold. <laughs> and that. He puts his own tab on Pornhub. <laughs> oh. Benign cuckolds. Have I? Oh my god, this is so awful. Because, but it's connected to Dune. I don't. Uh, should I do this? I'm going to do this. Okay. So, if you don't want me to leave it in, I'll take it out. It's fine. Years ago, on Tumblr, I uh, was looking up like people used to do a lot of fan casts and stuff for Dune. So I was just like looking up various characters to see what people had done, mm-hmm. and I was looking up Lady Jessica, and so I put Lady Jessica as the search. And there was a bunch of stuff for Dune. And then there were there was some dude's Tumblr. Because that's what he called his wife. But 
they were trying to set up this blog because his wife was like, because effectively he was a benign cuckold and his wife was having mm. sex with other men and he was taking pictures of it. Mm-hmm. Except that like they were the most depressing. Because mm. at first I was like, what is ha- like, what even is this? And then I was like reading the tags and I was like, oh my God, because it was all <laughs> like he didn't show above like their necks because I guess they didn't want their faces on Tumblr, which is fine. But that yeah. makes it very weird. <laughs> and then two, it was all in like their guest room with the bed stripped except for the fitted sheet. Yeah. And I was like, is this serious? Like, is this really like we're going to make our fortune doing this like cuck porn when it looks <laughs> like like proof of life photos from a crime i I mean there's something out there for everyone there is and i guess if someone was that's precisely the setup that they want for that kind of thing then it was out there i don't know if it still is you know tumblr really cracked down but um but i just wanted to see uh how many people thought jessica chastain should play lady jessica because it was a lot oh well yeah but you know i'm partial to rebecca Oh, yeah. No, I think that's excellent. But this was way before there was even a twinkling. Sure. Um, So uh, while they were on Arrakis, uh, Lady Margot had three daughters, Cynthia, Yana, and Leanne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leanne is such a normal name for the- every time like is. a normal name shows up in Dune. I'm like, what are you doing? Paul, like Leanne, Leanne, Jessica. Uh, they sent all three of them. Uh, Margot. Yeah. Margo. Uh, they sent them to the Benny Gesserit school when they were five. Uh, they don't have any further information about uh, what happened to them or who their fathers were, although ostensibly they were people important to whatever bloodline they were trying to preserve. Um, a lot of this information comes from a book Lady Margot wrote called Arrakis and After. Which was printed by the Benny Gesserit, who apparently also have a small press. Good for them. <laughs> An indie press. Yeah. A small indie press. Uh, but they don't really, she doesn't really talk about her children, and she doesn't mention the fathers of the first three at all. Uh, Count Fenring went back to court. She came to join them, because uh, they le- they went back to court after the House of Trades took over on Arrakis. Uh, they, his wife left Jessica the warning message that we saw. Mm. And on the they, yes. they started they started laying all of the groundwork for what the plan that would keep the Landsrad from suspecting that the Emperor was behind the plot against the or the uh Atreides. Uh I'm terrible at planning, so I would not be good <laughs> at this. I'd be like, I don't know, just don't tell anybody. <laughs> It cost him over a billion solaris in spice bribes. Woo! That's deep. And uh, it does say of the two efforts, Fenring's was the most, the more successful because, you know, Jessica's family died. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, it was uh, a billion solaris in spice bribes in addition to an undisclosed amount spent on slave women. Hooray. Royal honors and tokens of rank. Uh, Lady Margot's warnings conveyed too little information about the threat to Duke Leto to be effective and came too late to help Paul Atreides. Uh, this is very true. Mm-hmm. 
They were sent to Harco uh, on Getty Prime. This was when they went for Fade's birthday. Yeah. Uh, the uh, excuse me, Fenring was there uh, primarily to you know basically be like, yeah, the Emperor appreciates it, but he doesn't know what you're talking about. And Lady Margot was there to seduce Fade. So <laughs> apparently, so it was. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, I just came across this terrible. So they also had I to really, like... they really had to plot that, how that was going to happen because right. they had to provide enough opportunities to make sure she was pregnant because, you I know, mean, sometimes it takes more than once. And she had to have, be able to have control over Fade because Fade was also got a, uh, he was hyper conditioned, he was hypno conditioned to forget that he'd slept with Margot. So that he would mm-hmm. never even know that he had a connection to, like, any child she had. Right. Uh, and couldn't tell his uncle anything. But the other issue was that... And I quote, As the boy was known to consort only with his uncle, the Baron, and those slave women the old men permitted him, any child of his would have to be secured for the sisterhood by a careful intermixing of seduction and guile. And Lady Margot, since she has experience with this, is like, I will do it. Uh, I love that we had to mention that he's habitually abused. Fantastic. Yeah, yikes. Uh, Great. Thank you for that. But she ends up having a daughter. Uh, In this, in the encyclopedia, uh, they name her Alyssa. In the Brian Herbert. Uh, book Paul of Dune. She is named Marie. Which Mix again, Alyssa is not like a crazy like space name, but neither I, is Marie. But I mean, I have an aunt named Marie. Like she's yeah. from New Jersey. Like that's a name for your aunt from New Jersey. Like, <laughs> like no offense to it. Like it's a great name. It's my aunt's name, yeah. but it's the name of your aunt from New Jersey. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, after uh, they arranged for Alyssa to be taken care of until she was old enough to go to the Betty Jesuit school, which you don't have to wait very long because apparently you can send your kids at five. Wow. Like, get on out of here, kid. Yeah. You gotta I mean, go be I a Betty Jesuit right now. If you don't really give a shit about your kids, I mean, I guess that's fine. Uh, then they, they joined the Emperor in exile on Seleucus Secundus, mm. which makes sense because it seemed pretty he needs a squad his entourage yeah yeah he had to leave behind his you know his throne made out of a giant emerald <laughs> so yeah, he needed so some they comforting could put in a, a giant quartz <laughs> or whatever it was oh my god throne that paul yeah had. why did paul it? wasn't it a big rose quartz or some shit yeah why did paul have to get himself a new fancy you know there was crystal throne one made out of emerald like doy like, just, there's a giant emerald, and you were like, no, I don't like that. I'm surprised it wasn't, like, a giant salt lamp. So, uh, when Shaddam died... <laughs> giant salt lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, after, so the emperor died, uh, Fenring stayed on Secundus, uh, which, by that point, was no longer, like, the prison planet that we see on, in the movie, 
that's mm-hmm. full of, you know, start a car and throat singing. Right. It was, you know, a pretty little nice planet. Uh, but he died in uh, 10 225. Uh, he spent his the last part of his life studying more Bene Gesserit techniques. And Margot left to teach at the Bene Gesserit school until she died eventually. But you don't really get into that here. She has her own. So, yeah. I, you know, I would have thought there'd be more if they wrote, see, like, write a book about Count Fenring. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting that book. Shit. Count Fenring is, actually, both of the Fenrings are the, some of the most fascinating, like, side characters from yeah. all of the Dune books. So, like, go and, like, write a book about them, and that's, you know, different and interesting, and you can get into a lot of stuff because, like, they were working you know moving and shaking behind the scenes instead of just like i don't know yeah we're retelling i would always rather see the oh sorry i'm sorry go ahead no it's just always like it's the same story we already know except surprise you didn't know this was happening and it's like i don't care (laughs) yeah i was gonna say like i'd always rather see the power behind the throne than you know like the people that are actually in the front the more visible aspects yeah. of it yeah but now i want to know what you have since it's somehow you're it's tying your it back interrupt me like crazy <laughs> <laughs> just i just you know i was gonna start talking about why Leda would hate the ice planet barbarians but <laughs> right well my entry is on a planet it's not an ice planet per se uh, at this point but uh, I chose the entry for the planet Ikaz. Ikaz. E-C-A-Z. Okay. Um, this was known back in the day. This is 8112 BG. So before the Jihad. Uh, a long time before the Jihad, actually. And um, it was known as the Greenhouse Planet because it was humid, humid, had moderate temps. It was known as a botanical bonanza. It's just Florida. Yeah, it's pretty much just Florida. Imagine Area X is a whole planet. And I think that's that will pretty much do it for Ikaz. I don't want to go to that planet. I mean... No. No. <laughs> There's going to be a um, dolphin with people eyes, and it's going to look at me. Yeah. I mean, I don't like better that. that than a bear that screams. <laughs> so. Is the dolphin in the movie? I don't remember. No, there's a, no. It's a crocodile in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. That damn dolphin. Um, which, if you remember, mm. at the end of the second, or at the end of the third book, doesn't the guy, like, turn into, like, some kind of little pine marten or something? He turns into some kind of little critter. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea. I read all oh. three of those books. And by the end, I was like, what? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Ikaz is known as the greenhouse planet. It's humid, moderate temps, botanical bonanza. It was the fief of the House Plana, P-L-A-N-A. And if you are thinking, I've never heard of that house, there's yeah. a reason for that. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so in 7033 BG, Ikaz became the only planet to suffer an atomic attack before the Jihad due to oh, a burgeoning no. rebellion. Yes. So they use weapons known as diggers, which were basically like nuclear weapons that would dig under the surface of the planet. Oh. Um, 
And they set those off, and it basically destroyed all... Uh, most life on the planet, except for the radiation, because, you know, this is... We're talking nuclear weapons here. So the radiation was enough that it made the planet uninhabitable. Like, you couldn't even visit unless... Like, you couldn't even, like, go there unless you were on, like, the tallest peaks or on the either the, like, the polar ice caps. Mm. Um, otherwise, it was completely uninhabitable. But after thousands of years, it became this quasi-sentient uh, sort of... The face uh, I'm making right now. Yeah. A, like, the plant life became aggressive and... <laughs> it it so in the in after the after it was atomic um in the lowlands like the planet remained uninhabited for thousands of years thousands of years only okay. being explored again after the jihad so they were really looking at this point they were like we have to find an alternative to thinking machines we can't have computers we need to like scour every resource in the universe and this have them turning to Ikaz. I don't know that it actually did anything for the whole like not having computers situation. Yeah, we have but... biting flowers instead. <laughs> right, but I mean, a lot of those plant life, a lot of that plant life became useful in like poisons and, but I mean, it's it was super, super, super dangerous to go there because the atomic release not only did you have the radiation fallout, but you, uh, when it happened, like the blast also released, re released, released these mutagenic microbes that had, um, you know, kind of like how we have in our polar ice caps. You know, we have like microbes and microbacterias that have just been there for like millions of years, just waiting for that ice to thaw. <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of what happened. It was a it was a perfect storm of sort of you know the atomic blast, the radiation fallout, and then the resulting like this microbe and microbacterial sort of spread that happened. So all most animal life on the planet died, and all hardwood floor plants had gone, like all hardwood trees dead. It it was like, I guess. The best way to think about it would be like kudzu, I suppose. Okay, <laughs> would really yeah. would really thrive there, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but it, this gave birth to new forms of plant life, totally unknown. Um, and like it was so, this plant life was so different from anything they had seen on any planet before that even the explorers who went there, like thousands of years after the jihad, and you know were taking samples and stuff they brought back samples of some of this plant life and even that was not enough to convince people that what they were saying was real <laughs> they were like yeah i don't know the science isn't settled <laughs> um so ikazian plants continue to be useful but the planet remained uninhabitable uh at this point in, at when dune picks up uh the house zaitan maintains it base there but the staff has to rotate out like once a week, and then oh my they gosh. Have to follow. Yeah, they have to follow that week with a month in sterile quarantine. That's how poisonous this planet is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, um, and this, I'm gonna read a little quote. Okay. Early explorers often scoffed at the idea 
that mere plants could cause so much trouble until they found glass etched by acid mold metal devoured by rust root after five minutes on the ground and rusted root uh rust root not rusted root no we're not doing (laughs) shitty fart rock (laughs) i'm sorry i'm so sorry (laughs) funny story that was the first thing i did my first day in my dorm in college was we went to see rusted root because they're playing at the local club oh god embarrassing anyway um so this rust root will devour metal after only five minutes on the ground. Uh, plastics just dissolve. Uh, oh. Any, any dozen or more mere plants can do this. Um, here's some pl- here are some derivatives and some of the plants and derivatives. Because I, I thought that this would pique your interest a little bit. So there's some different categories of plants that... Um, exist on the planet Ikaz, and you'll see like why they're so important so the first kind are called the fogwoods and this is called the fogwood is called the sculptor's paradise fogwoods respond to human thought and grow influenced by thoughts no shapes that evoke a similar mental state to the viewer so i guess if you are have a some kind of fogwood plant in front of you and you're thinking about a bunch of flowers it will grow into a flower shape if you're thinking about a car who knows maybe it'll look like a volkswagen i don't know the important thing about the fogwood plant is that it is the root or it is a derivative or samuda rather is a derivative of oh yeah uh then there's the plenacenta which is the source of sappho which is what the uh, mm-hmm. Mentats drink to get their brain juices going. And uh, it's also the microscopic plants that are used in the production of glow globes. I want a glow globe. That'd be so cool. Yeah. There's quite a large subsection on Samuda and Fogwood plants. So maybe I'll save that for next time. But I thought it was very interesting. And that's one of the reasons why, like, family atomics or the using atomics are is so taboo in this because they've seen at this point like the ecological fallout that happens with that. I mean, the planet was basically written off for thousands of years; like, no one could go there. It's so strange to me that we're literally in the middle of a book—not even the middle—where mm. a man has become a giant worm. <laughs> As we keep saying. As we keep saying. I just really, you know, we really got to drive it home that he's a big worm now. But <laughs> this planet, I'm just like, I don't think that that doesn't feel Dune. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, there's something about it where I'm like, that doesn't sound like something from the Dune Dune-iverse. But <laughs> yet, Leto's in the other side of the room going like, I'm a worm. Hello. <laughs> this happened. I see the future yeah. and I'm a worm. Uh, I mean, you I'm know. like, yeah, that's everything- fine. That's Dune. This is... <laughs> Everything that comes from the Dune Encyclopedia, as we all know, has to be taken with a grain of salt. Yes. Um, Because it is pretty apocryphal, but uh, interesting stuff nonetheless. It's interesting to think about it in that context. It is. And I do like the idea of this planet just making its way. You know, it doesn't need us. Looking at the Fogwoods, 
uh, entry. So apparently the uh, one layer of the fogwood is able in some unknown way to detect the thoughts of higher life forms. It has no present evolutionary value. <laughs> I mean, it's a thinking plant. I would think it would um, because no animals other than insects can inhabit Ikaz. So I get that. But I guess it can't be transplanted or grown anywhere else. At what point do you get, like, a planet-made duplicate of Oscar Isaac? Mm. Just to bring it back home to Annihilation. I mean, I would take that duplicate when does that happen? without complaint. Even better, he doesn't talk? Okay. <laughs> he just, like, looks at you and cries. That was a little weird. Looks like he need... cries, and he's up for it, you know? <laughs> I just, I don't know that I need the sad, the sad edition of Oscar Isaac. Uh, happy belated birthday, sir, by the way. I know you listen. Yeah. I know happy you love birthday, this podcast. Happy other husband. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the most unbelievable part of Annihilation is that Natalie Portman cheats on Oscar Isaac. I mean, for real. <laughs> I had a real issue with that. <laughs> I was like, there's no fucking way. He was he was gone all the time. She was very It was kind of the same thing with like notes on a marriage. I was just like, uh I think that's something even as you get older and you understand that there are so many like myriad things that happen in relationships and there's a lot of moving parts yeah there's so many moving parts and so many things that can happen but you do also get a little more frustrated with a sort of just like get a real problem yeah and so i feel that way sometimes when i watch movies or like tv shows and like people are having like troubles in their relationship and i'm just like well you could have a conversation with each other but i guess that's too hard <laughs> yeah. Can you just talk like a couple of normal adults? No. Like you are married. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll just like look over here. Like that seems like maybe you could just talk about that. But all right, no, that's fine. That's fine. So like that you're... is my entry for the week. Okay. And do we think they're doing like? duke flashbacks in dune part two because oscar had I that beard of, back for a while yeah i kind of think they will just yeah. just because of that and i mean yeah oscar isaac you're gonna you're gonna use him as much as you can you can't say that i mean not use him you know <laughs> that's utilize that's utilize i don't know hire him <laughs> like he's a draw he's a big name well, he's he a very good the, actor. Yes, he had all the above. He he had the yeah. beard back for a while, so mm. that's what was, was my my suspicion. I I do enjoy only trying to guess at what actors are up to via like their physical appearance, particularly yeah. <laughs> if it's like a known like they have like there was some there was some interview that Timothy Oliphant did before Book of Boba Fett where I was like he's going to be on Book of Boba Fett because he's got his his Cobb Vanth hair. Like mm. that's not Timothy Oliphant's normal haircut. Like <laughs> no, here we go. All right. Yeah. And it's just one of those little things where it was like you don't have that haircut usually. Oscar Isaac doesn't have that beard usually. So it's like hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That looks like an awfully Leto kind of beard that I'm looking at now. The ability to just grow that, though. I know. Wild. 
course, that. as we were just saying, <laughs> we live with men. We see how fast it grows. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and how impressive. fast it ends up in the sink. Oh, my God. Jessica, did you have to deal with this? Like, come on the podcast, sister. Like, was Lito <laughs> leaving little beard trimmings in his in the sink? All over the I bet the he still was. Now. Duke yeah. or no Duke. <laughs> like, some things just... He's still are, a man. Still how it works. And, <laughs> I mean, as handsome and amazing as he was... Yeah. I mean, that's what I think about, like, Oscar Isaac as a person. Like, I know that he's probably a very good dude. And obviously, like, seems like him and his wife seem really into each other. And as hot as I find Oscar Isaac as a, like, as a person, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't live with him. Like, he's still a guy. <laughs> I mean, I already have one of those. <laughs> God, I, don't, I don't want another one. Like, he's no, still no, going to be, like... Leaving beard hairs in the sink and stuff. Like, no, I don't want any of that. <laughs> this is what a lot of people like. I don't understand. And we've talked about this before, but like, people, especially in fandoms that will ship like real people, don't no. do that. They're no. just people. And like, leave Pedro Pascal alone already, okay? Oh my God, stop asking him questions on the red carpet about thirst tweets and the daddy thing. Yeah. Ask him about his freaking career. Like, yeah, he's really handsome. He's very hot. He's mm. really charming. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, he is a working actor. He does have he's a He's on craft. two major shows right now. Yeah. Uh, like, just, he's doing an Amodovar short film. Like, come on, ask him yeah, questions it's... about that. Hell, I just like, saw him in a Merge Mansion commercial. Ask him about that. <laughs> How much is he getting paid for that? <laughs> I love that he did a Merge Mansion commercial. Hey, man, if it Kathy is... Bates does it, I'll do it. I was like, it is the best thing I've seen since Tom Hiddleston's Centrum <laughs> commercial, <laughs> vitamin commercial. But it's not as awkward. <laughs> Why are there black bears? There's, at no point does Pedro turn around with a plate full of heart-shaped eggs and blackberries. <laughs> why the blackberry why <laughs> Tom Hiddleston we still don't understand also I know Tom Hiddleston has bills too he does and now I mean he's got a kid now so mm -hmm. like you gotta you gotta have you know I mean that's why I think it's funny with stuff like you know we joke about the Smurge Mansion commercial but like if they tomorrow were like hey we will pay you a hundred thousand dollars to be in a commercial oh, we would for Candy Crush there. I'd be like I love Candy Crush look at me play it look at me They're in like, your commercial can, for Candy Crush can Bo just interrupt you for an, for thirty <laughs> seconds nonstop <laughs> while you're trying to play Candy Crush it'll be amazing <laughs> hey Megan hey Megan <laughs> what you doing. Oh, I wouldn't use that there. I would use the gummy hand instead. <laughs> I hate that gummy hand. It's never what you want it to be. I use it all the time. I'm not uh, going to lie. I always, I blow everything up. I'm just like, let's They're do cheaper. It. They're cheaper than the, the cone where you blow everything up. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, we I will, will not say... talk about how much I spent in in-game purchases on Candy Crush the past couple years. But it is we not zero. We will never talk about how much I have real American money I have spent on the game choices. Stories you play. 
the vampire book is was it the first one i think it's the first one where they blatantly are like you can spend 60 diamonds and have a threesome i've never played choices uh when there's sex scenes I, I know that if i start i will spend a fortune so i just am like i'm just not gonna start it is this they do like they they have you can always tell like how spicy it's going to be by how much it costs and yeah. sometimes you're just like, no, I don't like I'm not I don't no, care enough about this situation. I paid for a pay. dipsy subscription for a month. Yeah, I get it. But sometimes in the one the book that they had that was about vampires, I think that was the first one where they were just like, there's all these love interests. I don't know. Just have a threesome right now. <laughs> like if you spend this many diamonds, you can sleep with both of them right now. And you're just like, well, all right. I mean, if you if you're giving me the option. It just yeah. seems rude not to take it. So <laughs> it does save you time from all of the um, filtering that I have to do on AO3 to find out what find what I want. Plus, uh, I what I love about these games is it's like there's always time. It's like a James Bond movie. There's always just enough time to have sex before everything else starts to happen. <laughs> Oh, you know, he's always got time to throw it down. You're always literally walking away from whatever sex scene you just finished when, like, suddenly vampire hunters are attacking you. It's like, well, I'm so glad they waited this extra, like, half an hour (laughs) or however long we were up there because that would have been inconvenient. (laughs) Glad everybody got their clothes back on. (laughs) So that's how I feel about romance novels, too. Like, it is always... Like, I, I love them so much. But there are times where I'm like, I don't know if everyone's going to be gone that long. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Everyone just why... went outside for a walk. I don't know if you have time for all this. I did send you the outfit that killed that one fanfic for me, though, didn't I? Oh, I don't think you did. Oh, my God. I'll have to find it. Please I was do. reading a fanfic that was a reader insert. Which are the, the kind that oh, I enjoy. I, I, I can't read reader inserts. I can all. only read reader inserts. Okay. I, I don't even come at me with your OC anymore. I just, I'm not interested. Just make her a blank oh, okay. and I am going. <laughs> but then they had written a part where the love interest meets the character. So they were seeing it from their point of view. And she was dressed like, what is that line from she was dressed like a total dickhead (laughs) like a total jag it was just like what and it was like kind of like lolita cuteness and i was like well now we can't have sex because i'm dressed like a child and to be fair like just to point out since i know people who enjoy the lolita fashion like many of you are adults and that's fine but this Mm -hmm. was just like it wasn't that kind of lifestyle thing. It was just she suddenly was coming up the stairs and it was like, I have ruffly socks and Mary Jane shoes. And I was like, I am a grown woman. <laughs> right. Now I can't every have time sex I see, with this character. Every time I see those like Lolita fashions, I'm like, that's so cute. But I am almost 50. Yeah. <laughs> there were cute earrings, which I was like, I... I love a cute earring. That's fine. That's acceptable. But it was also a Daredevil fanfic, and no one dresses like that on Daredevil. Oh, no. You can't Do you bring see that Karen? In. Oh, my God. Karen starts coming to the office and just, like, marriage issues. Ruffles everywhere. They'd, they'd sit her down. Karen, honey, I might be blind. <laughs> Matt cannot see it, but he knows. 
he can tell from Froggy's reaction that it's Are you going to watch the new series? I am, but they don't have Karen or Foggy. Yeah, I mean, no Karen, hard pass. And I know, like, that's a stupid thing to say, or a lot of people are going to yell about that because Karen was probably, like, the most hated character in the show. But to me, she was the only character I liked. I hated everyone else on Daredevil. (laughs) Oh, my God. Especially Matt. I hate Matt Murdock. (gasps) Oh, I'm sorry. He fucking sucks. Well, yeah, but. Yeah. Anyway, this—he's got so many issues. That's—I know. I—it's like the toxic thing. I'm like, oh, he's just such a mess. I I get enough of that already from my current fanfic, so it's fine. Bring Charlie Cox to Dune. I don't know who he plays, but let's just have him on our screens. I love Charlie Cox. Okay, I hate Daredevil, but I love Charlie Cox. He was great on Boardwalk Empire. Mm Mm-hmm. Downton Abbey. He's such Just a dick. one episode of Downton Abbey. He was Abbey. such an asshole, such though. Yeah. I mean, but Stardust. Come on. Stardust. Yeah. I mean, I that mean, goes without saying. Yeah. Not only um, do we get Nat, we also get Charlie. Ugh. Father-son duo for the age. <laughs> but... It was just... It, the, the, to go back to the fanfic, it was just one of those moments... It's like... I get that sometimes there you might not know in a certain universe. Like if you're writing a Dune fanfic, you might not know like do they have lipstick in Dune? Cuz it's never really mentioned. Yeah, so it's you not... can make your own decision. Like, you know, I'm sure they have some kind of cosmetics cuz there's all the fancy court ladies that I'm sure just probably they probably all look like Hunger Games extras. <laughs> yeah. Um all so... a bunch of effy trinkets running around. Probably so. I mean, honestly, what else have they got to do with their time? So, like, you, you know, you can make that part up. But, like, if you were writing a Dune fanfic and suddenly there's just someone running around in, like, a ball gown, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. And it doesn't, you know, you have some limits in fanfic, but sometimes you have to stop and go, I don't, that's taking yeah, me right I out mean, of this immersion. Yeah, you still kind of have to live in the world. And the idea that the person that was the love interest in this fanfic would be all about someone who showed up dressed like that was also a little like I was like I don't think that was gonna work (laughs) like that's not that's not gonna happen I don't think yeah so and that's that's Megan's minute I don't know (laughs) I wish that was a segment we need to make that a segment now (laughs) Megan's minute where you just get to talk uninterrupted I will mute myself for, for 60 whole seconds Oh my god my phone like i i have that somewhere that i'm gonna send you on my phone but like my daughter has become obsessed with just looking at baby pictures of herself so every time i open my phone it's like Aww. oh baby pictures it's cute but it's also she's decided to take offense at stuff oh there's a lot of just <laughs> Wait till like, she's a teen there's a lot of why was i dressed like that because you were a baby <laughs> yeah like what do you want me to tell you you're a little you know potato that with arms and legs that moves around so nobody cares everything you wear is gonna look fucking cute like this is how we dressed you because you were a little baby and also like "Hmm." it was the aughts so or the teens it was the teens yeah which have their came with their own fashion blenders so let's not pretend that the teens were so immune I guarantee she had baby peplum 
remember, but I, I'm sure, I'm sure there was baby Pe- Peplum. Why would a baby need Peplum? I don't know. <laughs> they don't have hips. They're we just were also round. This, we were also those parents who she definitely owned like a Nirvana onesie. Because you know what? Babies love Nirvana. Mm-hmm. David Bowie. Yeah. I have Batman. thought about getting I have thought about getting some of those onesies for my friends when they have kids and I'm like, that baby doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. But there's a certain I mean, early time really- when you get to just like play whatever music you want or watch whatever TV you want before they're really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Cause honestly, I used to just sit with my daughter. And just watch DVR episodes of like SVU because like she doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. And you have to t- you talk to your baby all the time, so it's just me being like, "That's Olivia Benson. <laughs> She's gonna solve this case." And then you get to a point where you're like, "I feel like maybe you understand words now, so let's not watch the SVU. That's all I need." <laughs> Boring, mom. Like, just kidding. Ugh. Well, I think this is a good place to put a oh pin for the week. We've been talking for an hour, or rather, Megan's been talking and I've been interrupting. So, <laughs> so what have you got That's going gonna, on? Yeah, promote so yourself. This, this month on the spool, I will be covering drum roll, please. Season season two of Yellow Jackets. I will have a review up before the season starts. Oh, screeners! Lucky. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just rewatched season one. It really fucking mm. holds up. So mm, good. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Um, that's pretty much what I have going on this this month. I mean, just some smaller stuff. But as always, you can find me at thespool.net where I write about films and mostly television. How about you, Megan? Yes. What have you got going on? I have been recapping slash reviewing the first season of The Last of Us. Uh, the mm-hmm. finale is this Sunday. so Wow, uh, already. Uh, already, nine episodes. So everyone yeah. can look forward to that. And I will not hear any nitpicking about how different anything is <laughs> from the video game. Uh, only because yeah. it's never... I mean, there's always going to be changes. I'll say this. Always. There have been adaptations of things that I've gone, what in the name, what is this? Like, this is terrible. But it's when people are just nitpicking things like, but in that episode, Ellie was wearing sneakers, not boots. And it's like, I can't. No, you're fine. Give give me a break. Yeah. Like, maybe. You all sound like Taylor Swift fans trying to pick apart her videos to decide if she's a lesbian. Like, maybe Bella Ramsey was like, my feet are really cold. Maybe we could say Ellie found some boots. Like, you know, just who knows. But so, yeah, that's the finale is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I am also recapping slash reviewing season three of The Mandalorian. Yes, I requested all the Pedro Pascal content. Mm-hmm. Ha ha, it worked. But and isn't Perry Mason also coming back? It is, but I am not covering that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm just going to watch it and not have <laughs> to like make copious notes. And I mean, you could just enjoy Chris Chalk and Matthew Reese Ugh. without having to do all the work. <laughs> exactly and they're especially mm-hmm. with the perry mason recaps because i tried really hard to be like let's let's put some history learning into this so like now i don't have to yeah. like, google things or like add like footnotes for people figure sure. it all out yourselves but <laughs> i am um, i do that for the mandalorian so if you want 
footnotes about Star Wars. I'm your gal. I will make sure you always know what a bug was. Right. And uh, how this all ties back into Grand Admiral Thrawn, most importantly. Um, that did happen in my first recap because there was kind of a thing in the first episode. So, yeah, yeah, I know. I've read your recap. Oh, see there? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I would have loved to see the look on your face when you read the words space whales. <laughs> I would have enjoyed delighted. It was that. a like, delighted huh? expression, <laughs> an expression of delight, if you will. I like Andor was really fantastic. Uh, mm. I unfortunately was not able to finish recapping it because I had to go to the hospital. Um, yeah, but it was really good. But there's just still something to be said for Star Wars that has itself some space whales and yeah, of course my son Grogu. Yeah, our baby, the sweetest baby. <laughs> the best baby and i'm just a little babu frick over here <laughs> he just wants to hug him oh my god it was so cute <laughs> i was delighted to see a little babu frick alien on, on in the promo uh grogu hugging the anzellan was the best possible thing that could have happened on my television Especially since I do spend a lot of time watching things like The Last of Us, which is amazing, but very sad. Mm. And there aren't enough cute puppets hugging other puppets. So. Right. Now get your priorities straight, HBO. It was kind of refreshing to be like, look, it's Grogu. He's being cute. Look, he's using Aww. the force to spin himself in a chair. Look, he's hugging the little guy. Amazing. In this last if episode, you... he was the hero. Aww. Um, and there is a point, and I will say this, you know, if no one's watched it yet, but he is running to do something. So he does a Jedi backflip into his little pod and just takes Aww. off. And I'm like, look at you, man. Like, you're going to save this day. And uh, Very good. So you can catch all that over at thespool.net. Yes. Yeah. But in the meantime, you can find us over at there and at uh, weirdingpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a letter. If you have a request of anything from the Dune Encyclopedia that you want us to talk about, mm -hmm. shoot us an email. We'd be happy to take yeah, requests. Yeah, please. We would be delighted. If you just to want me to read all those religions again, I'll do it. I mean, Whatever. I would love that shit. So <laughs> until next time, everybody, be nice. Take, Take your, your spice. spice. Bye. <laughs>